Steve Palmer here with another segment of Lawyer Talk Q&A. The wires are blowing up. I'm getting questions day in and day out. And today it's time for another one uh, on dual sovereignty. Hold that thought for a second. Uh, What we're talking about here, folks, is questions that people submit to me at LawyerTalkPodcast.com. And then we answer them right here on Lawyer Talk Q&A. So you get a individual bite-sized answer to your question, at least if I can answer it in a bite-sized segment. But even if I can't, I will uh, cover it in a lawyer talk legal breakdown. But this one on uh, dual sovereignty, I'm going to take a take a stab at here in the Q&A series. Uh, so here's the question. Uh, dual sovereignty doctrine seems unfair to me. What do I think about it? All right. Well, that, that sort of demands answers to all sorts of questions. But there is a part two. Uh, if I ever faced and beat a major charge, uh, would I flee to a non-extradition country because of the dual sovereignty doctrine? Well, let's leave that second part aside for a second um, and talk about dual sovereignty. Uh, there is uh, nothing that seems to make sense about dual sovereignty, including the spelling of sovereignty. And I confess I had to look it up. S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N-T-Y. Uh, it took me a couple seconds to to get that right on the old keyboard. But dual sovereignty basically seems on its face to fly in the face of the Fifth Amendment prohibition against double jeopardy. So let's back up a minute. Uh, We have in our country, the Fifth Amendment, prohibition against double jeopardy, which basically says you can't be put on trial twice for the same facts. Uh, There's some complications to that, but uh, generally it means that uh, if they got the same facts and circumstances, that is the government, and uh, you get, say, acquitted of it, uh, they can't just pick another charge based on those same facts and circumstances, or even the same charge based on those same facts and circumstances, and then put you on trial again. That's called double jeopardy, and it, it sort of means what it says. You can't twice be put in jeopardy of conviction and deprivation of your liberty and uh, freedom. So, uh, dual sovereignty. What the heck is that? Well, here's how this works. Say, for instance, you have a case of drug trafficking in the state of Ohio. You have been caught and charged with uh, selling marijuana and the right here in Franklin County, we'll say. And uh, the government has elected to charge you with trafficking and drugs. Well, it just so happens that uh, the federal courts also prohibit drug trafficking. It's also a crime under federal law. So you would think, well, they have to pick, don't they? Don't they, the proverbial they, whoever they are, they have to pick which jurisdiction to bring the charges. And you would think, well, if they chose the state court, well, it's hardly fair to prosecute you also in federal court or vice versa. But they can. And the U.S. Supreme Court has long since said so, maybe uh, despite the unpopularity of it. So uh, in a trio of uh, what the U.S. Supreme Court has deemed uh, antebellum cases, Going way back, uh, we'll start with the first, Fox versus Ohio. So Ohio makes it big yet again, uh, involved a prosecution in Ohio for passing of counterfeit coins. Uh, The defendant argued that since Congress can punish counterfeiting, the state must be barred from doing so, or else a person would face two trials for the same offense, contrary to the Fifth Amendment Double Jeopardy Clause. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court rejected that argument uh, under the Double Jeopardy Clause, and they said offenses falling within the competency of different authorities to restrain or punish them would not properly be subjected to the consequences of those authorities might ordain and affix to their perpetration. What does all that fancy legal talk mean? It means that they can prosecute you twice, once in federal court, once in state court, and that goes all the way back to Fox versus Ohio. We can thank Ohio for that awesome uh, decision. Uh, And then it was later reaffirmed in uh, United States versus Marigold in 1850. By the way, Fox versus Ohio was 1847. 
And then a third case, Moore versus Illinois, uh, expanded on this uh, and basically said that uh, uh, the Fifth Amendment prohibits double jeopardy not for the same act, but for the same offense. And that offense in its legal significance means the transgression of the law. And basically they said uh, the offense is defined by the government and the government law. And if it's a different government with a different law, it's a different law and double jeopardy doesn't apply. Circular sounding? You bet it is, but that's the way it is. And then in Gamble versus the United States, in 2019, the decision drops like a big iron gavel. Uh, They uphold it. Uh, And basically writing for... uh, uh, the court, Justice Alito says, we have long held that a crime under one sovereign's laws is not, quote, the same offense as a crime under the laws of another sovereign. Under this dual sovereignty doctrine, a state may prosecute a defendant under state law, even if the federal government has prosecuted him for the same conduct under a federal statute. Or the reverse may happen, uh, the, uh, as it did in the Gamble case. Uh, you could be convicted of a federal law and then prosecuted in state court. So, uh, the court, U.S. Supreme Court, that is, has upheld the dual sovereignty doctrine and says it does not violate the Fifth Amendment pro- prohibition against double jeopardy. Uh, so much to the chagrin of anybody who has been prosecuted both in federal and state courts or even in two different states, perhaps, uh, that really sucks. Now, uh, here's here's the practical end of this. Uh, where I practice here in Ohio, and I've also practiced in some other states over the years, but it, it I've never had this come up directly like this, where I have um, I've had to defend a case in both federal and state court. I've had it come close. I've had cases where somebody uh, I'm facing a, a state charge and the feds are are saber rattling or threatening to file additional charges, or often the state uh, and federal court or federal uh, law enforcement and prosecutorial uh, bodies will work together and decide. So I've never had it come up. It does come up though. Uh, and um, it it doesn't violate double jeopardy. Like anything in constitutional law, there's always nuance to it. There's always detail to it that matters. But uh, in the big picture, it is the law, and we are stuck with it. Now, back to the question. Uh, does the dual sovereignty doctrine seem unfair to me? Well, yeah, it sort of does. Um, and I think we, are, we, we rely greatly on um, prosecutorial discretion, both out of the United States Attorney's Office as well as the local uh, state and county prosecutors' offices uh, to try to alleviate the unfairness. And, you know, you can only take so much flesh out of somebody uh, for a crime. So, you know, if you've got an offense that uh, you're doing life in in state court on and you're going to go do life in federal court on as well, you know, (laughs) good luck. So as a practical matter, the bigger, more serious offenses is likely where it comes up. Uh, And the practical impact of that will be lessened by the fact that the, the person is probably... Uh, shall we say, screwed anyway. Um, I, I worked on a case recently where that was the case, where somebody was held in both federal and state courts, uh, not for the identical conduct, but similar conduct. And, you know, it it, it made it harder upon release to, for one to deal with the other, um, but it was in the margins. It wasn't a huge difference. Uh, so do I think it's unfair? Well, it, there's a lot of stuff I think that is unfair, and this is seemingly unfair as well, but I sort of understand the logic behind it. And, uh, uh, we just uh, It's just one of those things we have to deal with. Now, part two of the question gets a little bit uh, farther out there. If, I'm, if I ever face and beat a major charge, 
would I flee to a non-extradition country because of the dual sovereignty doctrine? The answer is no. Um, I would not flee the United States of America, I don't believe, because I think the United States of America still is the best place to live. Now, if uh, I had the uh, the hounds on my tail, so to speak, uh, and, I, and I thought uh, I was going to be charged again with a crime, I mean, uh, it, it, I, if I beat it the first time, I would want to know how I beat it, and then I would want to think I could beat it again. But no, I, I, I wouldn't flee the country. I don't think there's any better place to live necessarily uh, and give up my citizenship here. Uh, but I'm not faced with that. So, you know, who, who am I to say uh, that if I have the sort of the existential threat of a federal prosecution after beating a state case or a state prosecution after beating a federal case, would I, would I bolt? Eh, I, you know, probably not. And I guess that's all I got to say about that. Uh, great question. Uh, for those who are interested, it is uh, Gamble. The case I talked about was Gamble versus the United States. Uh, it can be found at uh, 139 Supreme Court, uh, 1960. That's uh, one site. And I'll see if I can grab the other one. Uh, no, that's what you're going to get for now because that's what's in front of me. Uh, and then uh, just Google dual sovereignty if you want some more information on it. There's some uh, riveting history if you're inter- interested in such riveting history. Um, but good question. I do appreciate them. And, and there's others coming. I've got an employment law question teed up. I'll get to here soon. Uh, and then others waiting in the wings. So if you've got a question, if we didn't cover it either on the Blitz or in the main show or whatever it is, go to lawyertalkpodcast.com, uh, submit your question, and I'll get to it right here on the air. Again, the idea here is to give you a bite-sized, easy-to-consume answer to your questions. Now, there are some bigger and, and broader topics I cover on the legal breakdown uh, series. Uh, and I've got a few of those coming up uh, relative, I think, to some of the, the latest Supreme Court action that's been going on, not only with vaccine mandates, uh, but uh, upcoming on abortion, et cetera. I'm going to tackle the hard topics. Why not? Uh, somebody's got to do it. So, uh, and, and then finally, as always, if uh, you like the roundtable discussions, uh, tune in. Uh, we try to drop one of those once a week. Uh, Norm's been coming in regularly. Brett from Circle 270 Media coming in regularly. Uh, and we cover uh, all the the latest and greatest topics and news. I say that with some degree of sarcasm, but maybe some sincerity also. Uh, anyway, this is uh, Steve Palmer with Lawyer Talk Q&A off the record, on the air, at least until now.